Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. There were days where we thought we wouldn't make it out, but we stuck it out. Today's our day. You've come to the right place. Today's our day. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. Do you remember when you and your partner first got together? Was spending time with each other easy? Did you have fun? Did you laugh and tease with each other? Well, I know my husband and I did. So here's an important question. Do you still do all those things? If you're like many couples, you've drifted apart. Other things get in the way. Your jobs, running the house, taking care of kids or older parents, so on and so forth. Or maybe there have been a few too many arguments or unresolved issues that make communication difficult. Whatever the reason, you and your partner may be feeling disconnected. There is a small but powerful tweak you can use to revive the romance. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today with my guest, fellow licensed marriage and family therapist and author, Anna Shvetsnikov. So Anna, thanks for coming on the show and talking about, you know, what we all want to do is how do we how do we keep the romance and the relationship and the and the flames going? So thanks for coming on and talking about this. Thank you for having me here. So Yeah, so you wrote a piece for the Psychology Today website where you talk about this tweak. So can you tell us what it is and what makes it important? Absolutely. So I wrote about flirting, and Uh flirting is important and why it matters. Why flirting, right? You think it's something, you know, could be superficial, something that you only do in the beginning of a relationship. But uh, what I noticed uh, with a lot of my clients coming in and having, you know, miscommunications, um, disconnection, um, and just not feeling as a couple anymore and feeling like roommates, Uh what was missing is that spark, the connection. And most of the time I would ask them, like, hey, do you guys um, flirt? And they say, no, why would you do that? (laughs) This is something they used to do back in the day. Uh And I was like, huh, this is interesting. And when I was examining my relationship um, that I have with my husband, so side note, I met my husband back in high school. We've been together for over 22 years. We have three kids. And I feel like we're still going pretty strong. And I was like, okay, what is something that we do differently from all these couples? And I realized that we do flirt. Um, You know, we always laugh. We always Uh smile. We always um, try to be playful with each other. We try to, you know, give hug and a kiss through the day. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. So why all these couples are not doing the same thing? Uh-huh. And then another thing that I was thinking, um, so happily ever after, right? Uh-huh. And uh, what, what it is, right? We see all this Disney movies and we see how it's building up and all this romantic comedies, right, and we see the intent, we see the flirtation, we see the sparks, and then they get married, you know, they have this final kiss, the final scene, but then um, some of the Disney movies, they don't have the second part, and why is it? Because I feel like they would have this really important character that would be playing an essential part in those movies, 
and I think it would be family therapist. Because it's like all this couples, they keep coming in and they were like working towards that happily ever after, right? Mm -hmm. But then they realized that they got married, they got in a relationship, and now they're happy. Now what? The the hard work starts right now, right? When you're in a relationship, you can't just stop. It's like going to the gym, right? Uh You go to the gym, you get your results, you need to maintain it. Mm. Or we're going to go back to how it was before. And, and and I so love that because I've used that example where, you know, they, it's, they lived happily ever after and then it goes into this black hole until then you end up in the War of the Roses or a marriage story or something when it all falls apart. And nobody tells you, know, it's like, well, wait, how did they go from point A to point B? And mm-hmm. this is kind of what you're talking about is that they people stop doing the things that they did when they got together. It's kind of yeah. like, okay, you know, we're married. You know, don't have to put any more effort or energy into this. But, you know, it's like I'm going, no. And I love your example about going to the gym. It's like, yeah, if you lose weight, great, or you get fit, great, but you can't stop, right? You have to at least maintain it. And, you know, and it's so common, that so many so many couples will come in and say, you know, we're living like roommates, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and and how to how to bring that back, or you know, I mean, and and I know you probably do this because I do this as well. We talk about date night, and then my when I talk about date night, I tell people it is to have fun. It is not to talk about finances, the kids. No, you're supposed to be going out and having fun together. And somehow we just stop doing that. So why is playfulness important in a relationship? And specifically, how does flirting kind of tap into that playfulness? So... When I'm thinking, like, with playfulness, you know, when we're kids, we're playful, right? When we're uh-huh. young adults, we're playful. When we become adults, it's less playfulness, right? It's uh-huh. less fun. It's a lot of work. But the problem is when it's just work and no fun, then relationship becomes a duty, right? Uh-huh. It's a chore. Uh-huh. It's not fun anymore. You don't really want to do chores. Who likes having, you know, to do chores, right? So it's same with marriage. You're not interested. So this is when you need to bring that playfulness. You need to bring that fun. You need to bring that flirting into a relationship so it becomes easier. It becomes more enjoyable. It actually boosts, uh, flirting boosts endorphin levels, right, Uh and which serves as the body's natural stress reliever, right? You feel better. You feel good about yourself, about the relationship, about each other, right? When you go home to your partner, you want to feel safe. you want to feel good because what I've been hearing from a lot of couples, they say, I enjoy staying at work. It feels uh-huh. good. When I go home, it's different. Uh-huh. So you want to create that safe and happy place at home. And sometimes flirting, having fun, being playful with each other, having sharing that good love can help you to start creating that space again, you know, to connect with your partner. Right, and you know, and, you know, and that—that's when when you said that about people not wanting to come home, you know, they want to stay at work as opposed to come home. That just hits me right in the heart, right? I mean, it's like, you know, and it's what has happened that 
you know, we're, we're not having fun. And I'm sure you're aware of the happiness studies that it talks about five positive interactions to balance out yep. one negative one. And that's what the yep. fun and playfulness does, right? It's like if you're laughing together, if you're, if you're having fun together, then that helps counterbalance those, those tough things. And, you know, and it, and it, and it is, we don't, <laughs> we don't want our relationships to become chores, but somehow that happens with so many with so many people, um, you know, and they lose you know, and they they lose that connection, and then once of course we start down the the um, pathway of paying attention to everything that's not working, right, and yep. and then that just kind of takes over, and we forget, or we even don't pay attention. To those things, and and so that it is that positive negative interactions that we have with our partners that really set set the tone for our relationship. You know, it's just like, um, you know, and 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 so this this idea of of play. I mean, and I love this. It's like because you were talking about you know being an adult is hard work. I used to tell my kids, don't be in a hurry to grow up because you're an adult for an awfully long yeah. time. And and you know and there's a difference between playfulness and childishness, right? I mean, you know, it's like being being playful. It doesn't have you know. It's more like being childlike as opposed to being childish, right? And mm-hmm. it's not that somebody has to step up and be a parent. It's just like we're enjoying each other's company. We're having a good time. Um. And and that actually takes some planning, I think, especially um, for people who have, you know, if you've got two jobs and three kids and a dog and the house and the whatever it is, you actually have to make time for each other. Absolutely. And again, this is something that I've been telling my clients. So what I noticed, uh, so when they come in to work on their relationship, to work on their couple's relationship, um, when I when I ask them like, hey, um, when was the last time you spent time with each other? And they're like, well, you know, we have work and kids. And then I say like, oh, you know, dinner night something. They're like, oh yeah, we did. Oh, we went um, out for dinner, you know, last mm-hmm. week. And they said just two of you, right? And they're like, oh no, 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 with kids. Right. I was like, okay. When was the last time you actually spent time with each other? Just two of you enjoy each other's company. They said, like, oh, that was a long time ago, like 10, 12 years before the kids. So uh-huh. that becomes a problem because this couple's persona is not being attended. It's not worked on. Um, you just don't find time. But, again, it's not uh, a matter of time. It's uh, a matter of priority. You need to still work on that couple's persona. You still need to connect with each other, right? You still need to do something. Right. Relationship. Right. And, you know, and, and, and I get it. I mean, I get that if you, you know, that if you're each working a full-time job and you have kids and it's, it's very easy to fall into, you know, this pattern, but not making time for the relationship. And, and I'll tell people, it's like, you don't even have to leave the house. It's not like you have to go hire a babysitter or whatever. Um, you know, I remember back when my kids were little, my husband and I used to have Friday night dinners together. We would put the kids in, you know, we'd, we'd, get, a, we'd get a movie, we'd get a kid's movie, and we'd put them in front of the movie. He's like, 
do not leave this room unless the house is on fire or somebody's bleeding. You know, because it's like this is mom and dad time for us to reconnect. I mean, and and it it is about setting those boundaries with the kids. I mean, I remember um, there was a favorite restaurant that my my son absolutely adored, and when my husband and I would we had season tickets to the ballet so we would go out to dinner beforehand and we'd say and we're going to this restaurant and you're not and he would get so mad at us but but it was to show them look this is important and mm -hmm. you know I mean and and what people don't understand is that kids want your marriage to be strong yes they want yeah. your attention yes they want all these things but they actually need your marriage to be strong which means sometimes we have to say no to the kids. Sometimes we have to say, no, mom and dad are going out to dinner by themselves or mom and dad are watching this movie, you know, whatever it is we're doing or we're playing this game or whatever it is we're doing, we're doing it by ourselves because it's important for us. Yep, absolutely. So, again, this is something that needs to be maintained, but what happens when it's not, right? That's when the couples come in and they uh -huh. need help. And, um, you know, when we examine, like, what's happening and then where do we start, you know, when you say, like, hey, um, let's start with flirting, it can feel awkward, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like, uh, um, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm really into this, right? I don't know how to start. And sometimes I tell them, like, maybe start with a message, you know, and right. again, like, with all the technology being a big part of our lives, maybe texting will be safer way. Maybe you say, like, hey, um, I don't know, say, like, hey, you look hot today, um, uh -huh. I love you, uh, I miss you, something, right? Uh -huh. We used to text, right? We used to communicate, and now, like, our texts look like, hey, I'm at the store, what should I get for dinner? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I just want to remind my listeners that this is Happily Ever After. It's just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with fellow licensed marriage and family therapist and author Anna Shvetsnikov about how flirting can reignite the romance in your relationship. And if you've lost that loving feeling or are feeling more like roommates than lovers, you're not alone. But it's not a foregone conclusion that your marriage has to lose its spunk. If you want to revitalize your relationship, I can help. I invite you to give me a call or shoot me an email and schedule your free, no-obligation, five-star relationship call. You can reach me by email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S. Coaching, N is in Nancy, C is in Charlie.com, or you can give me a call at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. And I want to get back to this conversation about flirting. So, um, Anna, what does the research show about the characteristics that underlie flirting? What are they and what makes them important? So I was, when I was writing the article, I was looking um, into a lot of different research, and one study that stood out to me uh, was really interesting, right? When you flirt, originally it's to mate, right? You, uh -huh. um, you know, you want to be in relationship with that person. But what are the important uh, ones to maintain that romantic connection? Uh, so number one is the nonverbal behavior. Uh -huh. So that's when you initially um, letting your romantic um, interest know that you're you're interested, right? Uh -huh. um, you know you can you know just looking at that person, you know smiling at that person, making that eye contact. That's the uh -huh. first part. 
right, than intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we have a good connection, right, that we can be on the same level and feel good and interested in each other. So mm-hmm. then gentle approach, right? We want to be tactful. We want to be um, gentle into creating this relationship. And then cheerfulness. We want to be playful. And that's why, you know, I talked about playfulness because, you know, being cheerful, being um, light in that conversation helps to create the relationship. Uh And then um, strong interest and romance. So we need to make sure that it's not just initial romantic interest, but we need to continue showing that strong interest in romance uh, with your partner. And also you need to have courage and determination. You need to initiate that uh, flirtation, right? You need to show that romantic energy. And um, also you need to have common characteristics. So you need to have shared interests and values, which can be that foundation for flirtation, conversations, and any other activities. And the interesting part was number eight was good looks. We want to be physically attracted to the partner, right, which, you know, obviously needs to be maintained, but sometimes it's all in our head. That's how we see our partners, right? You know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, we still think that your partner is hot and you will uh-huh. be attracted to your partner. And the last one is mystery. So it needs to be some kind of in, um, intriguing part that can stimulate the curiosity and interest. But with mystery, I feel like we just need to, even if we're in a relationship with our partner for 20 years, we can't assume that we know everything about the partner. <laughs> it's so interesting to just get to know your partner again because what I've been seeing, and I'll tell you a quick story. So what I've been seeing uh, with some couples when they just still remember the partner who they met 10, 20 years ago, and uh-huh. they never learn about the partner now. Uh-huh. And they can be very surprised that this is a different partner. They like different things. Right. And it's actually really interesting to get to know this person all over again. Well, and, and, and I love that because my, my husband and I have been together almost 40 years. And sometimes one or the other of us will look at them and going, who are you? I've never seen that before. You, know, you, know, you, you would think that after 40 years we would have talked about everything under the sun, that we would have shared everything. But that's not true. There's always, and, 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 and like you said, what I thought 20 years ago or my view 20 years ago may have changed. You know, and, and this assumption that I, I know my partner, I know what they're thinking, I know what they want, it's like, let's just check in with them. And, and I think that flirting um, allows that to happen on, um, you know, in, in a much more fun way, right? It's, it's like, you know, um, and, and being playful, it's so funny because, you know, <laughs> It it really is important to to do that, and and I personally struggle with playing um, for lots of different reasons. But it's much easier with my partner. I mean, you know, one of one of the things that really connects us is if is if we get if we get hysterically laughing about something. In mm-hmm. fact, just yeah. just 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 last night we were my husband and I take ballroom dance classes and we had our lesson last night and we both just got hysterical over something and you know it's like okay this is connecting right and and so what can couples do 
who want to start flirting with each other. I know some people are very uncomfortable with the whole concept of flirting. Um, I think flirting has gotten a bad name. I'm not quite sure why. Um, but what can so you if if you're not comfortable flirting? I know you talked about you know sending texts to each other and kind of you know playful texts to each other but what are some other things that you know instead of like jumping into the deep end of the pool that people can kind of just slowly kind of start this whole thing so it doesn't feel so weird so I would say that the first part that you need to start with just look at your partner and think what do you like about your partner and try to give that genuine compliment uh-huh. and I think um, you know with you know liking each other and you know giving each other compliments being nice to each other that's the first step because um, you expect it to be good right and what happens with couples you know with everything going on they usually don't they don't they're not as nice to each other right as they were yes. in the beginning of the relationship <laughs> so the only like connection they have is when they fight, right? When uh, something is wrong. So maybe start with saying like, hey, thank you. Wow, you look so good. Or, you know, something else. Just think of like, what do you like about your partner? Then, um, you know, try to send a text. Maybe try to exchange the notes. And again, I know some people really like writing notes, other not. So find your way, right? Uh-huh. And think maybe of those nicknames, right? And uh-huh. I remember, you know, back in the day when we were first start dating with my husband, he was calling me my little monkey. I don't know why. <laughs> but think right. of like what that could be, you know, that, you know, the nickname, the code word, I was like, hey, uh-huh. let's let's be playful. Something that, you know, your kids don't know about. Something uh-huh. that other people don't know. Like, so you have the inside jokes, you know, that playful language that keeps that connection alive. Right? Uh-huh. And, you know, my favorite is, you know, I love attack hugs you know, winking and smiling, mm-hmm. you know, these little things. Right. Well, and it's funny because you said, you, you talked about this, and, it, and it's, you know, after being, doing this work for over 20 years, I should no longer be surprised by this, but I still get so surprised, stunned, disheartened when people are so, couples are so unkind to each other. Yeah. You know, it's like we, you know, they, they will treat, you know, they'll treat the complete strangers better than they treat the person that they promise to love, honor, and cherish. So, you know, I mean, and you said something about, um, you know, looking at your partner and, and finding things you like about them. And, it, you know, it, it's just, it, it's just so heartbreaking when somebody says, well, there isn't anything I like about them. And it's like, yeah. how did you get there? You know, and I think part of this is is again, I was talking about the pos- you know the the positive interactions in in to outweigh the negative interactions um, you know and and just being kind, just acknowledging somebody when they walk in the room, smiling at them um you know, um, I happen to be a great winker. I can actually wink with both of my eyes you know my, so, my, so I mean, that's that's what I do with my husband, you know, and oh by the way. Um, not simultaneously. I'm not blinking. I'm actually winking with one eye or the other. Um, but you know, just this, just this idea of you know ruffling their hair as you go by, or 
you, just something to let them know that you're thinking about them in a positive way. And you know, it, it, it's the stuff that we did when we first got together, right? It's, it's that, yep. you know, because otherwise we never would have ended up <laughs> as a couple, right? I mean, at some point in time, we had to make a decision that, oh, there's something about this person that I find interesting and attractive. And how do we keep that going? Um, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, because I know that some, I, mean, I just, I'm thinking of, of commercials, like, you know, advertisements where, um, you know, it's the couple meeting in the bar, right? And like pretending like they're strangers or they're role playing at home or they're doing these things. And you kind of look at this like, okay, who does this? But if you take a different look at it, it's like, Maybe there's something to that. Maybe there is this idea of we pretend we don't know each other. Um, you know, because again, we think we do. After spending all this time together, it's like we actually think we know our partners. And it's like they can actually surprise us sometimes. So what other things would you suggest for couples to reconnect, reignite the spark? So as I mentioned, um, you know, the way you think uh, affects the way you feel and affects your actions. So mm -hmm. going back and um, really, you know, pointing out, like, what do you enjoy about your partner? Like, why did you like your partner in the first place? Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's so hard to, you know, start with flirting, so you need to do a lot of prep work for that, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. think of the happy times. Think of the fun times that you had with your partner. And um, think of, well, you know, when I met my partner, you know, he was my rock that, and I'm, you know, the anxious one, right? That's why I uh -huh. like my partner. And then now I'm feeling like he's lazy, but what if he's still my rock? Uh -huh. And he's always there. So just remembering all the good things about the relationship of the partner can help you to get to the place of like, hey, I actually like my partner. You know, he's been good. He's been there all these years. Wow. And mm -hmm. he still dresses nice and he still looks good. Wow, okay. And then so it's a process, right? So you need uh -huh. to really go back and build yourself up to that point. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and it's it, – it, I'm sure you've had couples who've come in and have said, you know, we never loved each other. We were never in love. I'm going, oh, can I see your wedding pictures? Uh, you know, because – I mean, yes, there there are some people who do get, you know, there's a, a, a statistic that came out of a magazine many years ago that said about 30% of women on their wedding day knew they were making a mistake. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but so that leaves 70 of us who, who weren't making a mistake. And, you know, so it's really what has happened. And And, again, I think that if you look at your partner and you say, I can't find anything I like about them, then you need to get some help <laughs> because either because either either there is a real problem you know legitimately there's mm -hmm. a real problem or people are being very selective in what they're paying attention to and that's not to diminish the fact that there can be some real problems and some real pain involved but you know i think that i think that people give up couples give up way too early um you know, I mean, and I've had people say this to me, clients say this to me, it's like, well, I don't know if this is important. I said, the fact that you're thinking about it makes it important. Don't sit on it, right? And, you know, and we do have to have realistic expectations about 
maintaining our attractiveness or whatever. I mean, it's like, because we are going to get older. I do not have my 25-year-old body. (laughs) I would love to have that back, (laughs) but I don't. I mean, there, you know, there, there are things that happen to us, but that doesn't mean we can't put forth the effort. And I think that's one of the things is, you know, we stop putting forth the effort to look good, be nice, um, be attractive, be fun with our partners because it's like, eh, we're married. Don't need to that that's too much effort. But there's a there's a message that gets sent with that, isn't there? Yep, absolutely. So just keep working, keep doing a good job to maintain maintain those relationships. Okay. Well Anna, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about this and you know, and again, people, you can start. You can start flirting slowly. You don't have to become. I don't. I can't think of somebody off the top of my head who's a great flirt. But, um, but you know, you don't. It doesn't have to be too much too soon. You can. You can ease into it. So, Anna, where can they learn more about flirting? More about what you talk about? Um, I know you've got a book. So, where can they? Where can they find you? Yep. So, I have a blog on psychology today. It's life, love, etc. So that's when I write about relationships, uh, motivation, self-esteem, everything, parenting, a lot of different things. And also I have books I speak so um, that they can find on www.annalmft.com. So it's A-N-N-A-L-M-F-T.com. Terrific. So maintaining a romantic connection with your spouse doesn't have to be difficult. It does, however, require acting with intention and consistency. That's the way to keep the embers burning so they're ready to burst into flame when you want to turn up the heat in your marriage. So I have a question. What's one way you could start flirting with your partner today? And hopefully one of the things that you will keep doing to keep your marriage strong and happy is to keep listening to this show. And until next week, stay loving. Thank you.